Episode 87, specifically time boxed or pointed spikes. Are we, we going to have an, uh, a violent agreement or are we going to have a concerted disagreement? This is going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, I, at the risk of spoiling it at the top of the episode, Sunny and I, I have already started it. <laughs> yeah. Sunny and I have already agreed. Like, it, it doesn't matter as long as you're tracking it. Yeah. Um, and I've actually been swayed toward the carve it out of capacity versus point it. I didn't even pay him for that. No. I know. Yeah. Seriously. And that's that's the end of this iteration. I'm Brent. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. And, and and I'm jumping into it, Brent. I know you haven't done your intros and everything, but that's I figure fine. you can always you can add those in post. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that um, sorry, I got a puppy coming in the door here. I, I will say that my my stance on story pointing spikes is based off of the fact that often teams need help exercising that estimation muscle and by story pointing a spike you can actually say look either are, are we are we gonna are you gonna google something in a day and do you think you're gonna get an answer or are you going to work on something for a week so that you can show the rest of the team what you came across let's point that out let's estimate that out Right. And that's where the value of story pointing spikes versus carving out capacity, because you can say, yeah, I'm going to carve out a week of my time. But then what you're not doing is saying, here's why I'm doing all these things. Here's let's, you know, this is why this is this size and the sorts of that sorts of th that sort of thing versus just coming up with a time box and then saying, well, I, uh, I, I carved out through two days and it needed a week. But because the two days is over, I'm done. Right. Now we're talking time um, adjustments for our bad estimation versus we're talking story point adjustments for our bad estimation, which is what I'd like the whole team to be talking about, ideally. Yeah, it's a cleaner way of separating the thought process, I think, based on the type of activity you're going to do. Right. I, I find it a conflict sometimes if you turn around to a team and go, okay, here's a spike, story point that. And then they start to talk in, well, it's going to take me this long. And it's like, that's not what story points would do. And that's where I tried to keep the, the separation there with teams is um, if you go down the route of story pointing spikes, you're probably promoting a team to start thinking about time-based estimates against story points. Right. So here's what I'm going to do. That's here's true. what I'm going to do right now is that I'm going to say we're in a parking lot uh, it's, hi, I'm Brent, it's Justin and Sonny, and we're having a conversation about time boxed or pointed uh, spikes, because this is a topic that has come up quite a bit in conversations that we've had. And there used to be a time where Sonny and Justin disagreed strongly. And as you can tell, because, sure, because we... Uh, killed the lead and basically started with Justin saying, well, you know, I can, I can see that perspective now, I guess we're done, but I think the conversation is important. So gentlemen, thank you for being here on the, uh, in the parking lot. And of course that means since it's a parking lot, we could go over 15 minutes, just saying. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I, I think, um, 
I think I ruined that by being by being you know ever gummy <laughs> no, it's over fine, here with because uh, I'll tell you what I'll take I'll take the anti position because I understand the the part of taking it out of capacity. So for those who don't know, uh, a spike is what, Sonny? It's a piece of work where the team might not be that solid on how they're going to approach it sometimes. Um, so they will take it away and do some research activity on the, on the piece of work um, and then bring it back to the team, which normally um, ends up on a couple of ways, right? We're not going to do any more work on this or we are going to do future work and here's the future user stories as well. So it helps to build the backlog up. So this is this is one of those instances where we could say this is part of the fundamental series because this is a thing that some teams do that really helps them out. What I will say to that is I like to be a little more rigid in my approach and that I say if it is work, it is estimated. So uh, you know, I, I, I see both, the, both both ways are estimated. They're just estimated in a different way, right? Absolutely. But I always, I, I'm going to go back to something that Justin said, where it's the look. It's it helps the team figure out an idea as to where it falls in the level of effort. It's be, to me, it's better to fall into the level of effort than to actually estimate a time box and to carve that out of capacity. But then again, I'm always a guy who likes to come back and constantly revisit what, you know, where our reference stories are for estimation, because you can have, you know, you can have teams that basically say, this story is always a three. Is it? Has the work changed? Right? Or and has our understanding of the work changed? And we've has gotten our understanding so good changed. at it, we've made it a two. It's no longer yep. a three. Exactly. And it's the reason why I like to go back and revisit estimate, you know, estimated story points with teams because that way you can actually get more work in and increase your capacity that way, you know, increase your velocity because all of a sudden, instead of doing 10, uh, 10 stories a sprint for about a 40 point uh, velocity, you're getting about 15 stories done you still have the same people, you're still doing the same work, but you have an increased capacity because you're getting more work out the door because you have a more common understanding. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about spikes and we're here to talk about uh, you know, why you might want to estimate them in story points and why you might want to estimate them as a time box and carve it out of capacity. Yeah, here's, here's an interesting question I would have for those uh, for for you guys, actually, you you know the experts, right, in in the room, which is, are you of the opinion that work done in a spike should, whenever possible, be thrown away? No. Not always. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and I get it. You know, the absolutes are always a danger, right? Yeah. Um, but I think. The, the reason I asked the question, so that's what, what's at the heart of that question is I was, when, when, I, when I managed the team, I was of the opinion, I don't want the work you're doing in a spike to enter into our code base officially. I want you to make it right, not fast. And spikes need to, you need to answer the question fast in the spike. So you're going to take a lot of shortcuts. You're going to make a lot of compromises and, and, and it's only just to answer our question, 
And if it's to answer a question, it's not to build work. So please don't put it into the code base. Don't check it into main. Um, and because of that view, uh, I could more easily think, fine, then, then time box it. If, if, if that's the view, I would go back to my past self and say, look, your insistence that your story pointing spikes doesn't match up with your insistence that you should try to throw away the work at the end of it, sure. right? And, and I think that's, I'm, I'm owning my own cognitive dissonance in the past, right? Um, if, if you, however, are a team that's saying, well, I'm gonna do some good work and I don't want, I'm not gonna take the shortcuts, I don't wanna throw it away, then that's actually work that's gonna go towards your product. So you should be story pointing it because you need to understand what work for your product does and that helps you to build that library in your, in your team's brains, right? So I, I think there's an influence there on how, what you think a spike is even. Yeah, <laughs> like how, how do you, what do you do, what do you do with the spikes work at, at the end of the sprint, right? Um, I, I, had a, I had a colleague who was even more um, fanatical about, no, you must throw it away. It is, it is literally poison fruit for the, t for the product because it is, a, it is a shot in the dark. And even if you manage to hit something by luck, it's still not the best shot you could have taken. So take it again in the next sprint and maybe it's easier because of the work you did in the spike, but throw it away. And, and that colleague and I didn't see eye, on, eye to eye on that particularly, but I can see where that comes from. And in that case, hey, carve it out of capacity because you're gonna do a strict time box. I would say that there are teams that, uh, you know what I'm going to say is basically it depends. If the team, yep. if the team inevitably says, I mean, know your team is, I guess the way you could say it is that if you think that your team is one that could keep continuing to go down the rabbit hole, every sprint trying to solve this thing that's not solvable. Okay. For one, you know, Repetition doesn't make it actually better. Number two is there need to be there need to be consequences for actions. So the team has to inevitably understand that you're you're chasing a thing that you can't catch. You know mm -hmm. you're being wily coyote when you sh when you're going after the roadrunner and you're always going to lose the scenario. So you know to me it's the you you have to. Wow, I may have just turned myself into the you have to do it as a time box because it's like you can't keep doing it over and over again. But again, it depends. If a team needs it to be time box because that's the way they they are most efficient, cool. If they need to do it through estimation because that's the way they're most efficient, cool. That's where I come back to the whatever helps the team reach their sprint goal, whatever sprint goal that is. Because that's the thing about a spike. I've always tried to get a team to think forward with their spikes. So it's like, we're going to try to solve a problem that's going to answer a question for the next sprint or the sprint after that. Because mm -hmm. then we're going to be much more efficient with our time and our estimates for what we're going to do in a future sprint. Because I've, I've seen it go that way as opposed to teams who do it for, this is a spike we need to solve for this sprint. Okay, if you're solving it for this sprint, why not put an estimate on it and why not try to get that work done? So now I have silence. 
I'm leaving room for Sonny. I have thoughts, but I want yeah. I want Sonny. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll start off with. I knew Brent would come over to the to the capacity side. It's only taken but, us five years. But I, but I didn't. I said it depends. Yeah, time. I know, right? Yeah. Well, you know, he had enough spikes trying to convince me to do it. I get that point, Justin made as well. If you're going to um, commit to the source code then yeah, that you're starting to add value, right? At a customer end, which then basically means, yeah, that, that can be estimated because um, you're, showing, you're showing value. And I like velocity to be a true reflection of value. That's been, and I think that's where my, that's where my biggest thing has been challenge around putting um, story points against spikes. Because sometimes, most of the time, even when we've worked um, with teams here, it's not always been like, a value shown to the customer it's been more research-based um, and that's what I just often find and I think if you start to add them into story points and they don't add value suddenly your velocity is not really showing true data of reflection off sure. value yeah and it starts to go up and down and I think again this is down to the teams on how they manage conversations as well on how they manage their velocity as well and capacity. Um, if they're comfortable doing that and showing it and splitting it as well and showing these many points were dedicated to spikes, these many were to stories, these many were to whatever, um, then fine, that's the way you go. But I think it's a more, it's a cleaner way of telling a story of like, hey, this was a capacity, we carved out X to go and do this research for the future, right? And here's the story points and they're true user story value story points. Uh, that's huge, Sonny. I think that, I mean, golden nugget right there, which is, you know, story points need to connect to value. Yeah. So if you're doing a, let's wonder, let's ponder on this and, and it's not, it's not going to result in any value, but we got to answer this question for ourselves. Um, yeah. Why, why story point it? But if to the, on the other side, to Brent's, it depends, right? If you're going to be doing work, um, then it, it should be story pointed so you understand what, what story point of value do you deliver every sprint so that the team can get better at saying, yeah, this, this feels right, this doesn't feel right toward our sprint goal. Um, <laughs> something you were saying, though, Brent, along the lines of, of you know, spikes for, oh, God, uh, this is just bringing up arguments I've had with team members in the past about um, we're going to do a spike for this story that's also in this sprint. Right. Right. Just, just, I mean, there's, it's, I'm, I don't like going with absolutes, but, but no, don't do that. If you're doing that, then just make it all part of the same story, story point it and get on with it. Thank you. Right. Otherwise it's a spike and it needs to be, it needs to be worked on in the next one. Right. Cause you can't commit, you can't forecast that you're going to get anything done because you don't have an answer about what it takes to get done. Well, and it could be you have a product owner who says, yeah, we're going to actually pit, like little, you know, you do the narrator voice. Little did anyone know the team was going to do something in a different direction. And so not only have you wasted that time and that effort, but you got nothing to show for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think <clears throat> also there that when they do that sort of approach, sometimes that will spike something inside the sprint for the current sprint is, do teams take enough time to look at the backlog just purely from a technical perspective enough? Right. And I mean, outside of refinement as well. Right. I mean, sure. Sunny teams don't take enough time to look at the backlog. Full stop. <laughs> right. I, I think, 
it just if if we're gonna go to to that to that uh wow area. that's cynical mm, most well, teams it's don't reality. Yeah. right because yeah. it, it's because it's hard and it's it uh, what's the motivation for an engineer right i build cool stuff right sure. i i build stuff that works works well and works better than anybody else can that's a that's a good motivation as an engineer looking at work at a backlog that's none of that right like it's just like I'm a, yeah uh, we're talking about stuff i could be building it i i've, I've literally had that statement made in refinements i've had that statement made in planning um you know i'm wasting time here talking about it because i could be doing it and so to your point right it's it's well let's 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 think about our technical strategy let's think about our architectural uh, roadmap let's think about the backlog as far as value we're going to deliver in the future yeah maybe we can can we hi can we uh can we just have our leads do it and we go and do something else and i have to go to that meeting there's too many meetings right that's <laughs> that's when you start getting those responses all the time right i mean you have yeah sunny i think regardless of whether we're doing time boxing or whether we're doing um story pointing i think the main focus is that the working software is a primary measure of actual progress regardless of how you're going to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's, that's what spikes do as well, right? See if we're going to progress one way or not. Yeah, so. and, and maybe, it's, maybe it's that. Maybe there's nuance here, and it's hard to give nuance to groups of people. So we yeah. end up saying, well, spikes need to be story pointed, or spikes need to be capacity, and then we, we call it done. Where maybe the real answer is the team needs to have a deeper understanding of spikes not just a scrum master, not just a product owner, but the whole team needs to have a deeper understanding of spikes so that they know and they can make a good choice. Hey, this one, we want a story point because we think we're going to come up with something that is going to be productionized. This one, we want a time box because we have no idea. This is all this is all Greenfield. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That would be a cool approach inside a team. Yeah. But they would have to know and, yeah. and you would have to trust them if they decide one way or the other, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you'd have to carve out some time in refinement to really go go through that as well, then, mm -hmm. um, and then push the button one way or the other. For sure. Have we have we solved the problem? All the world's problems, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm think gonna, you I'm can log off now. I think it's, it's I been know, a good right? Monday. <laughs> Yeah, yeah although this episode's one. coming out on a Wednesday, I think. So, you know, it's all good. I, yeah. yeah. Sorry to break the fourth wall there. I know. Well, <laughs> I, break, I break that wall all the time. Sure. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's part of the charm. It's the charm of the podcast. Uh, we, sh we show you how the sausage is being made. Uh, so I guess we're done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I'd like to get a quick, quick feel. So you know, Sunny, you and I, we were on different sides of this divide. Yeah. Now I don't think we are. No. Brent. It depends. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't think we are either. Then. No. I mean, uh, look. As as I continue down my path, I'm always, I'm always trying to be open to other arguments. 
because as both of you have heard me say, look, I'm right until I hear a better idea and then I'm still right because your idea has convinced me that uh, my previous idea wasn't right. Yeah, because I've learned my previous position was flawed. So I'm yeah. not right again. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, still right. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm leaving this like, yeah, I've got, I've got a new skill in my toolbox now. Yep. Right. I've got so a better, I've got a deeper understanding. I'll be able to help teams better because I'm not going to come in with any sort of absolute. This is how it must be. Well, and I think this is the one where you come in with a narrator voice and you say, the best thing you can do as a scrum master or agile coach is to be flexible and not be rigid in your approach. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, there you go. I guess that's the end of this parking lot. Until the next time, I'm Brent. I'm Justin. I'm Sonny. Until the next iteration, you can give us a five-star rating at your podcast provider. Reach out to us on mail at info at fasterthanistandup.com, or you can find us on Twitter at FasterStandUp. Thanks for listening, and that was Faster Than Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.